This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS this morning. We are focusing on the heart of Tennessee. So much happening here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're new to town, welcome in and uh, welcome to uh, being a citizen of our great city. We have our fearless leader with us this morning, <laughs> Shane McFarland, mm. the mayor of Murfreesboro. Hey, Shane, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. And uh, we talked a little before the broadcast about some of the things to touch on today. And, of course, the audience can take it yeah. in another direction if you have we, a question. We actually have a, um, a council meeting at 12, or excuse me, 1130 today. Ah, well, we'll have to wrap up fast. Then. No, no, no. We, we got all kinds of things we're going to talk about. Well, one of the things that uh, is every, everybody sees this, growth uh, and, and growth brings good things. It also brings some sure. challenges once in yeah. a while. Uh, what is the city doing with the growth issues, and, and what is, uh, what's your main concern right now? Well, today that's going to be one of the topics at our, um, at our council workshop or, workshop or special meeting. I shouldn't say special meeting, Bart. We, we have a Wednesday meeting once a month. It's actually a, a full um, council meeting, but... Today we're going to talk about growth-related issues. We had our impact fee study come back, so we're going to discuss, you know, impact fees. And I mean, we just um, we just finished up a bond issuance, and that bond issuance we we was roughly a borrowing of about sixty-three million dollars. And, and Bart, if it tells you the financial shape the city's in right now, our effective interest rate that we got was one point two percent. Wow. And and. You get what's called a premium based on how your your bond offering is perceived, and we actually ended up getting a roughly a seven million dollar premium. So, in other words, we borrowed sixty million and got seventy million or seventy sixty seven million um, in in funds, and so seven of that was because of the premium on on the financial shape the city's on. And and the reason I say that the majority of that issuance was all growth related. It was uh, for building roads um you know we've got water and sewer upgrades i mean 70 percent roughly was all for building tra or was for transportation projects so we're continuing to work on those things um you know having the the the, the discussion on you know growth related items you know when i talk to a lot of the mayors in this region and and we get together and we talk and sort of share hey what's happening in your community what are some of the things y'all are doing this is something that everyone's dealing with, and um, you know, I, my goal, and, and you've heard me say this before, for, for transportation, you know, my goal is not necessarily to spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on um, improving 24 to Nashville. My goal is to get those jobs in Murfreesboro where people don't have to drive to Nashville for for jobs and. We're working on some really exciting things inside the city that you know it, it's it's 
if they come to fruition, are going to be uh, beneficial for everyone. Let me ask you this, because I, I think when you, you said this, people are wondering, how does this work? You, you mentioned you had requested a loan for how much was it? Yeah, we got 60, uh, we borrowed roughly just say 60, 63, 60, 60, just say $60 million. And then you got $70 million because of our got, good credit. We got $67 million, but okay. we only have to pay back $60 million. That's what I don't understand. That's, I'm going to buy a house, and I have $200,000 that I get a loan yeah. for two hundred. and they say, well, you're a nice guy. Let me give it, you three hundred. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, as a matter of fact, I've got it right here. Um, when, I, when we were going through this, and as a council, you, you know, I think it goes to some of the, the decisions that council had to make three and four years ago that, you know, that were, were obviously tough decisions, but now we've put ourselves in a position and, you know, we've, we're talking about the MED proceeds today at our, our, at our meeting. I mean, I, our, and that has nothing to do with the loans. No, this has nothing That's to do with that. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we had 13 different companies who the total was 65.385 million. We had 13 different companies, Bank of America, Janney, Wells Fargo, Raymond James. I mean, all these different people, and the, the lowest interest rate was 1.22%, which is what we, we took. Um, and, but the highest interest rate was 1.3%. Wow. And we typically, Unheard of. And, and we typically budget, um, you know, we typically budget 3% as our, our budget number. But we're a little different. Um, we have to use debt because we're such a growing city that if we try to do all of it, you know, out of cash, our tax rate would be so high, no one would want to live here. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we've been able to do as far as, as leverage, I mean, our last borrowing, our, our interest rate was a little over half a percent. And we've been, and these are fixed for 15 years. And that's the thing that's a little different than, um, than most municipalities. Most municipalities, as a matter of fact, I think there's only one other one in the state of Tennessee who does their finances this way. I think it's Germantown. We pay our debt off in 15 years. And so a school that may cost $40 million and that school is going to be around for 75, you know, a hundred years. We pay that school off in 15 years. We don't finance it over 30 years. So in, in, in terms of like a resident, you know, your home loan, we're, we're financing our home loan, home loan off of 15 years, not 30. And these assets are paid for very quickly, which does increase what your payment is and what your debt service is but for many many years before me in murfreesboro everyone decided um you know that that was the best route and we did over the last seven or eight years um yeah i, I was elected mayor in 2008 no good lord 2012 i think that's right it's 14 it seems like years bart but you know, we switched from um, our, our past administration on the city manager wanted variable rate debt. And so we just switched to where we're predominantly all fixed rate debt. And so a lot of people you don't like, get surprises. No, no surprises. And, you know, and a lot of people will, will say, well, you know, like the MED proceeds, why don't you just pay your debt off? You know, I think there's an argument to that, but it doesn't work that way in the bond market. You know, it's not like when um, you have your home loan and say you come into some extra money and you're like, look, I just want to pay my loan off. It doesn't work like that in the municipal side because you end up having prepayment penalties. You've got all of these things because all of these institutional companies are investing into your city and they want that return for 15 years. 
So when you pay that off and you have to give them that money back, um, you're going to pay to be able to do that. And and at the, I would argue right now, from the tax rate, taxpayer standpoint, I'm not saying 1.2% is free money because it's not. You know, there's a there's a I think it's biblical where it says the debtor is you know slave to the lender. Um, so I mean I think we want to get to the point that we don't have to do that. But at the same time, you know, 1.2% is extremely inexpensive um, to be able to to leverage your your assets and be able to get projects moving. Now, I know that there are a lot of projects that we need, a lot of projects that the uh, council is, is looking at. Has the money that you have uh, borrowed, has it already been allocated? Yes, we, you know, we, we do... Um, our, our city staff has done a really good job with this, and I can I can really say since um, city manager Tyndall has come in with Aaron Tucker, who's you know we created a position. Whenever we we redid all of our department heads, and we went from 24 different department heads to six executive directors, and you know because the city manager can't manage 24 people on a daily basis that are managing that need answers. They need answers quickly, so. You know, Craig restructured that um, with the city council's approval, but we really created an, our own budget department where Aaron and Craig, I think one of his strengths is is the, you know, the financial side. Most of the time when you go in there, he's, you know, to his office, he's got a spreadsheet pulled up where he's monitoring something. And so that's something, especially now during budget time. But, you know, what we have really tried to do is fine tune through our community um, investment plan, our CIP plan, we look five to ten years out and we try to identify projects that we know that we are going to need and then we talk about those projects every year before we start borrowing money because what you may have the the issue that's a little different with a city is for example cherry lane you know that that's a five and six year project we started the engineering and working on the design of that project two or three years ago so you really have to be able to pre-plan to say you know, in 2021, we're going to need X. In 2022, we're going to need Y. And, you know, 2023, we're going to need Z. So a lot of that really has to be brought together on, um, it would be like a long construction project at your house that's going to take, you know, a year to do that project. Well, you're trying to budget how much that you need to spend on a monthly basis. And at the same time, you're trying to figure out, okay, I know that I can move into this portion at this time, but I can't access this portion. So, you know, that's that's really the way that we try to work on it. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor McFarland. Good morning. Hi. To the mayor. Hey, Casey. I'm telling you, I got the bad news. Oh no! Don't tell me. <laughs> you better duck. All right, I'm ducking. I'm under All the right. I'm under oh, the, okay. the desk here now. Are you in place now? Yes, sir. Let me tell you, Mumfordsboro uh, seems like for its growth is out of control. You know, I used to be, I remember when a good old, we used to be a good old little mother's brother. I know you can't stay small, but the traffic in this town is out of control. And the billing in this town is out of control. Do it ever slow down? What about that? What, do you see any Thanks, changes? Casey. Hey, Casey, I know... I, I can always recognize your voice over the 20 years of almost doing this, so it's always good to hear from you. Go ahead. You know, I, I, I think there. I think what Casey is saying is absolutely, to some degree, correct. I mean, there is no doubt. One of our largest complaints 
or biggest complaints that we get is is traffic and you know we've done all the easy road projects i mean we we've we've built you know through fields where veterans parkway you know county farm road rutherford boulevard um all these roads that we've been able to to build to try to keep people away from the the down you know from the center uh, or interchange areas and so now the projects that we're having to go which is on this community investment plan are all the hard projects where we're doing you know bridges over the interstate to, to give people other alternatives so so casey I, I mean i think what you're saying is is correct from a trying to keep up with the infrastructure standpoint but what i would tell you yes i, I think we the growth is substantial right now now i think you could look back 15 years ago in 2008 2009 when there there you know was no growth here um and i think it's definitely better to be able to have some growth and have controlled growth and have jobs and places for people to work because you know i routinely will drive to bedford county i'm i'm from from grundy county so i'm from what's you know considered probably one of the most poor areas in in the state um and a lot of those areas would love to be talking about growth issues. They would love to be talking about, hey, we well, have too much traffic. You know, we've got jobs we need to have filled. You know, because I would argue with you in Murfreesboro right now, if you want to work, there's jobs here. You can get a job. So I, I think there's a mesh in between those. And, um, Casey, I would tell you that we're not the only municipality that's dealing with this in the mid-state right now. I mean, you know, people I think are fleeing from New York. They're fleeing from California. They're fleeing from areas where there's there are no jobs, or they're so, they're so heavily restricted that they can't work, uh, or kids can't go to school. And so I think we're continually seeing that. I mean, it, from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, a lot of the companies that we're talking to right now are all from those areas that are are wanting to come to different. Um, you know, places like Tennessee and Texas and Florida. And so it's a mix, Casey. And I think there are days where I look and I say we're doing a better job than other days. And there are other days that I look to say, man, we missed that. You know, we missed that. But, you know, hopefully, and I, I, I'm, I'm proud of this, I think we've had more days that we've handled it correctly than we haven't. Um, but there's always going to be, you know, the question is, how do you tell people not to move to your community? I mean, I think as my job as mayor, it's part of my job is to be able not only to improve the city, but it's also to let people know what a great community and what a great um, group of people that we have that live here. So I, I don't think you want your mayor coming out and saying, you know, don't come to Murfreesboro. We don't want you. Or, you know, we're going to build a wall around Murfreesboro and we're going to make Smyrna pay for it. So, I mean, I, I just I, I don't think there's an option to be able to, to do that. But we'll. That's a lot of the discussion that our council's having, and, and it's those are tough discussions. Um, but I feel confident in the people that we have that you know we work with daily, and that um, I serve with that we can we can work on those issues. Casey, thank you for your call. Here's a question that just came in text, and it sort of goes with this issue. It's asking you, have you driven down Alexander Boulevard and Desjardins just off Desjardins? Uh, where the new speed bumps or I bumps have, are. <laughs> I went the next day they were installed. You know, it's it's funny, Bart. Um, there are areas where we agree with staff and areas where we don't agree with staff, and there, there there's always that fine line between having the data to be able to 
make decisions. So we went round and round with staff for years. And, and I will say, Chris Griffith, oh, my goodness, his team, Chris Chris is our head engineer at the city. You won't find a – I mean, you're talking about somebody that, ser- that has a servant's heart. I mean, this guy is in his team or as good as it gets – so we went around this for years. We put a traffic calming program in place to try to allow, you know, speed cushions or speed bumps, and no one could ever meet the threshold to be able to, um, you know, to be able to get those installed. So finally, I was in Greenville, South Carolina, and in Greenville, South Carolina, you try, when you go somewhere, you try to see what other municipalities do. They had them in all of their neighborhoods, and, and there were no speeding issues in their neighborhoods. And so Alexander Boulevard was a place for years that we got complaint after complaint after complaint. So we came, you know, we had the discussion and said, look, let's do a pilot program, and let's see if it works. You know, let's see if it slows down traffic in a neighborhood. So we put those in place in February, and I've not had a single complaint from a neighbor in that area saying we will take them up you know they they all have said what has turned into a, a, a community road that people were going 50 and 55 miles an hour you know and people will say well look you just need to set a police officer there all day long well I, I, I agree that that's an option but we can't have a police officer sit in the same spot 24 hours a day I mean that's just impossible to be able to do that and you can only catch so many people so this has worked so far. And, I mean, Bart, I put it on my social media page that, hey, if you, you know, this is the process we're going through. It's going to take us about six months. But if you, um, you know, have a road you'd like to recommend, you know, please email me. And I think to date, Chris is keeping a database, but I think we've probably got 20 or 30 roads wow. that people are saying, put them on my road, you know. So we'll, we'll see. Let's take another call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Hi. You still there? I guess not. Or maybe they've taken a break, gone to eat breakfast or something. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, so you said that Highway 99 to Cason Lane was going to be completed by the end of January. And they're asking, is this going to be another fiasco like Middle Tennessee Boulevard that has no end date? Say that one more time. Uh, Highway 99 to Cason Lane. They said you had yeah. mentioned that it was to be finished at the end of January, well, they're comparing that yeah. to Middle Tennessee Boulevard, which well, seemed to go on and on and on. Well, let's hope not. I mean, Middle Tennessee Boulevard was was one of that. That's our fault. Middle Tennessee, and I want to say it's our fault, but there were some extenuating circumstances. That was a city managed project. We had a contractor that, you know, you've heard again, Bert, Bart, you've heard me say this. What did one astronaut say to the other astronaut as they're sitting on the launch pad ready to take off? What was the answer? <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel comfortable that we're sitting in something built by the lowest bid? <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, sometimes when you go through the lowest bid, you get what you pay for. And I would think on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, we, we got what we paid for. Um, but Highway 99, we had a meeting two Fridays ago. We had a Zoom meeting with uh, myself and, and our team met with the, the TDOT um the the dot directors to go over you know projects in rutherford county not just murfreesboro and highway 99 has been a very challenging project um i think we're going to end up being closer to to you know mid-summer uh, before that that project is completed the, a significant part is because of utility relocation 
so I, I wish I had better news. That's a state managed project. The city doesn't. I mean, the city doesn't have anything to do with that. I'm not throwing it off on TDOT because without TDOT, I'm, I'm not saying we could have done it any better. But you know, you built, built had to build a new bridge going over Stones River. So you know, their goal is is to have that completed, and then they will start the process from highway 96 or old fort parkway back to i-24 start that widening and then while that's going on they will go um to from Cason lane to veterans parkway that'll be the next one so i wish i had better news um to say that that was going to be done quicker but you know we're we're doing everything we possibly can to assist them on anything that they need our help on but it's just uh those are those are tough projects like i said we're the you know most state roads and most roads in murfreesboro your main collectors highway 96 231 highway 41 uh highway 96 highway 99 in this case those are all state roads bradyville pike that's one that's getting ready to get started they just got released on that so you know where we can help the state we're we're jumping all in um to, to speed those projects up We're going to pause for just a moment while we're talking about traffic and check on the traffic in our area. And we'll be right back. We have a comment here from a listener who lives evidently out off of Dijonette Lane. They say, yes, definitely. That speed hump does slow traffic down, but it's awful to drive home over. We'll be right back. When you're on the street. Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. WGNS News Time is 8.33. Stay with us. Much more happening. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things when we were looking at trying to craft our menu to help those who are dieting is the side dishes. A lot of times we were so used to eating starches and unhealthy side dishes. In addition to our spinach, which we've had on the menu from the start, we've added zucchini and green beans, but we've also added broccoli. The broccoli is properly steamed so it's not too soft and not too hard. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. If I could talk to the animals. At Animal City, we're pet lovers and pet parents too. So we keep our store stocked with a variety of items to help you and your pets have a better day. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. We have an extensive selection of quality products to delight pets of most species and the people who love them. We are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. They're still working in several wrecks out here on 840. I'll should I say a couple of them. Uh, 840 westbound here at I-24. We're still looking at that live right now. The tow truck is here trying to get this car off the, off the medium. Also, an earlier crash on 840 eastbound just before you get to Jefferson Pike. It got busy out here all of a sudden. Give yourself extra time. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 28th. All the details, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. 
Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. James Deck, better known as JD, flew a C-130 in Vietnam. When we went for the long tour, we were stationed in CCK, Taiwan, which is a little town, but a humongous field in the central part of Taiwan. They had like a 12,000-foot runway, which we didn't need. We could land 12 times on that. But it had been a sack base, and they'd moved them on and over, so they put us there. With our wonderful president we had at the time, he didn't want it to look like we were had a massive move into Vietnam. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. Many other people were stationed in Okinawa and whatever, and we'd go fly in country for 28 days a month. Two days a month, we had to go someplace, Thailand, Japan, Taiwan, whatever, and it didn't count as a Vietnam tour. We weren't there. We were TDY. James Deck in Vietnam. I was still from Iowa at that time, and I'd go home to all the farmers would gather around me and they'd say, how are we doing? And I developed an answer that befuddled them. I said, if you can tell me what one thing, if gained, is victory, I can tell you how we're doing. Otherwise, I don't have a notion. I said, I know what I'm doing, and I'm proud of it, but I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the goal is. I said, uh, the only way I think we can win Vietnam right now is to pave it, but you can't win it, and of course we didn't. This has been a salute to veterans. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. County's place to talk. Cannot promise me that you're not going to have a crowd that reaches limits that we cannot control. You can't promise me Absolutely. that. Absolutely, you're drawing them in by the dozens now. What we're going to do is gonna, we're going to show up with about thirty thousand people, and we're going to give you the, the biggest security problem. This is going to be an, an like interesting thing. These streets in this city have no name. <laughs> it's a song. Street, uh, yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah. Uh, where the yep. streets have no name. Now. It, that's just an example of, of what some other places are uh, having a rough time with. One thing we have, which I think is a tremendous benefit, and, and I've mentioned this before, as you travel around, you go to some cities and it, you get lost because mm-hmm. you don't know what street you're on. They have them poorly marked. We have done a great job. Somebody, not we, uh, you, somebody, right. has yeah. done a phenomenal job of uh, marking the streets putting large numbers on buildings so if you're trying to find something you can find it uh I, yeah i think we need to look at some of the positive things also that we have we have a listener here yeah. who's written us and they say we need some more street sweepers i took a note on that we we had a discussion with a homeowner out at um three rivers the other day um to be able to have that discussion as well so that that's something that we're you know we run two different shifts on those those machines that we have but absolutely i i, I took a note on that 
So if you have some suggestions, uh, that would be a good good thing to do. Just let us know what those are, too. Text them to us here at WGNS, 615-893-1450, and we will pass them on to the mayor. If you have a question, the number again, 615-893-1450, and you can talk or text. As you look at that meeting for this morning, the uh, council meeting, uh, the workshop, what are some of the big issues that you're going to be looking at? What uh, You're looking at money and, and how to use the money best. What are some of the big projects that are first on our list? You know, we're, the, I think the biggest discussion we're going to have today is we're, we, the council as a whole, we made a decision, you know, what barred almost a, it'd be a year ago july 1st that we we sold emmy murfreesboro electric department and i think that was one of those decisions that again as a majority that we we said this could be a game changer and a blessing for our entire city for you know many years to come um, in middle tennessee electric already being a it, it probably as good of a corp, corporate partner you'll find in murfreesboro originally based in murfreesboro they've been here for almost 100 years you know what what better deal could you do to to combine two great companies and then there also be a, a financial benefit to the to the residents so i think overall what the council has said is you know that's a 302 million dollar deal so just say 300 million dollar deal we um you know have a principal of roughly 250 million dollars that's going to be coming to the city and i think what we've said is we don't want that principal ever to go ever to go away you know i'm not I'm not going to be mayor for forever, and and the council members that we have are not going to be council members forever. And keeping that vision to say, 20 years from now or 15 years from now, when council members are sitting and they're looking at their budget, and you know, I think what they're going to look at is to say, you know, MED was making roughly three million dollars a year to the city, so you know, we got, you know, a, a, a lot of 100 years worth of money up front, uh, or for hundred over 15 years and so i think what's going to end up hap- happening is that the council is going to look and have this principle of 250 million dollars we're going you know the, the proposal right now is we're going to amend our charter and send that to the state to come back to, to say that we're putting a charter requirement in there that this money can't be spent the principal can't be spent you know you don't want to sell an asset like that and then just blow the money as quick as you possibly can um so what we're talking about is putting a trust um, a trust group together that's going to study and tell us what's the best way to, to handle that. And, you know, I think we've all come to the conclusion that we all agree that the only portion that we're going to be able to spend is what, you know, that, that trust would make every single year. And with an emphasis on road projects, transportation, and infrastructure, and not having to borrow money and that supplement that. So that's the discussion that we're going to have. And We've, we you know we the, there's there's been things with that transaction that uh, you know there was a there was a, um, a an issue where the school budgeted for a certain amount of money to come in and we're still waiting on on some tax uh, assessments to be coming in from the state so I mean there's been some bumps along the way none none intentional there's you know Bart, Bart what I found in in politics and you probably see this from from the media side and and really you know that's one of the reasons i'm proud of wgns you can read the articles that y'all do or the news that you report and there's no slant or bias in it it's like hey this is what's happening in our community and the part i think that's um 
that is it's frustrating that there's a narrative out there that you know the city is trying to do certain things to during this MED process that I mean are just not true. I mean, typically, whenever you can, there's two things that you can find. Whenever you go back and you look at, at different decisions that were made, there's typically two things that I can go to. You know, my dad taught me a long time ago: what's right's right, what's wrong's wrong. And typically, when you can f- look behind these decisions, there's two things that you can look at to see. Um, where there's issues one politics things are politically motivated and the second's greed i mean that's the bottom line so i think as a city council we're going to have a discussion in a couple of weeks based on the the med pension uh we're going to talk about you know there's a rumor out there we're trying to take the pension away from retirees that's absolutely false um you know someone who retired 15 years ago their pension is not going to be touched and the pension bart i don't know if you've ever been involved in a pension uh discussion before but you know it's heavily regulated there's three letters that you have to deal with when you deal with the pension a group you have to deal with and it's the irs and so i don't think anyone wants to do anything that would get us in trouble with the irs so we're having we are having to make some changes to the overall um, pension for people who will retire because of things that were done incorrectly at med and so we, we're trying to fix those and then at the same time make sure that um, we're not doing anything wrong to hurt the the employees that were there. So, you know, it's just it, what I typically find that, you know, people don't like change. And, I mean, no one likes change. I don't like change. I mean, if you come and tell me at my house, hey, this is going to change, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa why, why are we doing that? And so I think you have a group that um, that they didn't like that decision. And uh, I think 20 years from now, when none of us may be here, um, in these roles, they're going to look back and say, wow, what a blessing that 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 that, uh, that council made that decision. Here's a question from a listener who's concerned about the mask mandate being lifted. They say they feel like it's just way too soon because so many people have not gotten vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, I, it, <laughs> there's few things that we learn uh, that we've learned through through this covid journey that we've had because, you know, it's been. It's been a year now, Bart. Um, my, my wife's birthday was on Monday, so March the 8th, and we had just gotten back from uh, a birthday weekend trip with her when, when literally COVID started. You know, that's when the basketball playoff or the March Madness started getting canceled, tournament started getting canceled. So I, I, I understand what the the, um, the the listener or caller or texter is saying, but what I've learned through this COVID process, and I think um, it's more from probably a spiritual side, that there are things we just don't have control over. And um, I've learned that as a mayor, as much as I would like to say I want it done this way or I, I think you should do it this way, you know, I, I don't have control over any of the mass mandates. The municipal mayors don't have any control. So, you know, what we what we do is we support um you know the decisions that are made and we do the best we can to work with the, the decisions are handed handed down i was telling this to my boys the other day bart not to get onto my soapbox but I, I think decisions that are made at the local level affect your residents far more than decisions that are made at the at the national level i mean you know people can talk about watch you can watch fox or cn cnn or cnbc or whatever you want to watch but you know, largely the decisions that are made on the local level 
um, are the ones that affect your residents' day-to-day lives. And so I think that's why it's extremely important that when we talk about, you know, whether it's COVID or MED, you may not always agree with the people who who are in elected uh, offices, but I think it's very important to look at what their, you know, what their motives and what you feel like that they'll listen to you and in the decisions that they making that they make they're trying to make the best decisions with the information they have let's go back to the phones good morning you're on with murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland how are you i'm close mr mayor here's whose idea was it to rebuild let's say murphy center let's say middle tennessee boulevard whose smart idea was it to put trees in the middle of a street, road, a boulevard. Wow. I, you ain't got ten, but I just thought that really, really wasn't too smart. And then, whose idea is it to, that all these drug stores, these stores, open up for six months and close the next month? Have you all noticed that? Yeah, I mean, you know, Rite Aid, I think those, you're, case you're referring to Rite Aid those are all the Rite Aid stores that were there was one out on corner of Haynes Drive and Memorial one out on Warrior Drive and 231 um you know I I don't know about that you know I think that's more the market's going to determine what the the market does whether you're not seeing CVS and Walgreens close down so I I don't know about Rite Aid Uh, I do think one thing we've talked about Bart is I think we do have the opportunity to look at some of those assets that you know casey to go into what you were talking about earlier on growth i think as a city sometimes we need to look at how we utilize some of those places that close down you know one i think it's our job to be able to promote to get some of those places open back up but you know one of the things we've talked about bart is does it make sense to have the library smack dab in the middle of murfreesboro when most of your residents who who use those facilities are outside of the downtown so we what we've talked about over you know the last several years does it make sense to use maybe find a, a building that has gone out of business that we're able to repurpose and and look at spreading those services out to the corners of the city where you know people actually live so that way you talk about traffic that people don't have to come to one specific area for for those services so Casey, as far as Middle Tennessee Boulevard, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. I don't, I don't know. I know that that was a collaborative effort with the federal government, the state, and MTSU. Um, I think what the overall thought was, and I, I probably agree with this, right? No, probably I do agree with it. I think that Middle Tennessee Boulevard, the goal was because you have so much pedestrian traffic on that road, not just to have a five-lane road going down the middle of um, by the university where you have people who are walking. So you're, you were trying to do something to slow down traffic in that area because there's so many people who are walking in that area and making that Middle Tennessee Boulevard um, blend in more with a campus and a gateway feel of coming to the university. All righty, and we have uh, just been notified that the traffic signal on Broad and Memorial is flashing at this time and people need to use that as sort of basically as a four-way stop with everybody uh, stopping instead of uh, and that was a suggestion from a listener Uh, evidently uh, it's it's flashing but people are using it the ones who see the red light flashing uh, they're stopping and the yellow lights are going on I'm going I'm texting our uh, people right now 
Okay, our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We will be right back. Stay with us. So broad on air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the southwest around 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 56. Good morning. They're still working several wrecks out here on 840. I'll, should I say a couple of them? Uh, 840 westbound here at I-24. We're still looking at that live right now. The tow truck is here trying to get this car off the, off the medium. Also, an earlier crash on 840 eastbound just before you get the Jefferson Pike. It got busy out here all of a sudden. Give yourself extra time. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 28th. All the details, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Start your weekdays with the early show. Zach Trotman and CBS News Radio wake you up weekday mornings from 4 to 6 a.m. on News Radio WGNS. We are back again. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland on guitar. He's here building the city. back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We only have a few minutes left, so if you have a question or a comment, get it to us quickly. 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. And the mayor and uh, the city council are going into their workshop meeting this morning and be working on All right, can you tell things. me who, who, is, who sang that song? That was Starship. But used to be Jefferson Starship. Jefferson, and right. then what then changed in the, the eighties to Starship. No, or, totally I guess different it, sound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the rabbit uh, what was the, the the white rabbit was their yeah. big hit as as the first group. Good morning, you're on WGNS with the mayor. Yeah. 
I'm going to ask a question. Okay. Over where they spent millions of dollars building that uh, fireplace over on Many Avenue uh, to make it beautiful over there, when you turn in the gate right there, there's a tire store there. It's got tires stacked out to the street. You saw that bridge like avenue? Third world country. I'm just wondering if y'all don't have these zoning laws. You got people coming in from everywhere. It's amazing to me that people can sell used tires when you got to have all this safety equipment on your vehicle to operate it. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Yeah, I, what, I think what the caller's talking about is across from the Doug Young. Uh, police fire and training facility you know what which used to be franklin heights and then across the street i think that used to be bud's tire at one spot I'm i can't sure. remember I don't know. so to the caller yeah we do have um outdoor storage policy specifically on on tires so i'll i think you've called before so i will send that back to the staff but there's a process where you know our number one goal is and, and i think council members will tell you this you know i, I mean our goal is for people to come into compliance on an issue you know we we don't want to go shut somebody's business down when they're trying to make an honest living our goal is to say hey we need you to work with us on this to be able to get that situated so um i know we've had that discussion before with that that group so we'll we'll have that again and you know like anything else sometimes if people don't comply then you have to go to the next level but thank you for calling and let me let me know that our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, text here from a listener who says, we're still seeing quite a few potholes and they find them regularly with their car. Uh, what should they do when they come across one? Please uh, call us at City Hall, 849-2629, or you can always... Um, Email me, yes, McFarland at murfreesboro.tn.gov, and I'll make sure it gets to the right people. So that may be the easiest thing. Just email me, s McFarland, L A N D, at murfreesboro.tn.gov, and I'll make sure that gets to the right people. And that is, you know, after the, the significant event that we had. Um, With all the snow. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's part of the issues. I mean, I, I can say, I, and I said this earlier um, at council meeting, you know, we were working two 12-hour shifts we had 60 people who were working to keep the roads as clear as they possibly could and I, I had so many people who were who were calling me or emailing me texting me saying hey I just want you to know to let the men and women on those departments know that I've, I drove other municipalities and Murfreesboro was head and shoulders as good as it could have been so um, I mean we've got a again a great group our street department led by Raymond Hillis and his team who um, I mean if they know that a pothole is out there I would be willing to bet the majority of the time he fixes that the same day. I mean, it's they, they work that hard and that quick. They really do a great job. Yeah. We have uh, another question here. This one's dealing with, uh, again, the traffic. And they're saying there was talk about coordinating with a computer the traffic signals. Has that been done? Yeah, that's a TDOT project that we're working on right now. That's called, It's we will be the first community in the state and really one of the first communities in the country that are we're doing this i-24 um it's a technology and transportation corridor where smyrna laverne murfreesboro davidson county all those will be linked together um they're also you'll you're seeing on going on the interstate now where there's reader boards going on the interstate to, to notify people of of traffic and alternate routes so i mean that's all starting to to come uh, come to fruition so it, that's 
that was about a $30 million project through TDOT that's happening on, on uh, the 24 corridor. And on that note, we'll say thank you to Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland for joining us this morning. Shane, any final words of wisdom? No. um, Enjoy this great weather. Go out and use some of our parks and recreation services. And um, like anything, continue to be safe with, uh, with with your family and friends. Very definitely. Truman's next right here on your Good Neighbor Station. Look forward to visiting with you again tomorrow. Hey, have a great day. boxes. Free distribution is from 10 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Use the entrance at 1267 North Rutherford Boulevard and exit onto Old Las Casas Pike. Boxes will be handed out of the warehouse behind the church. Rutherford County got quite a surprise on property tax payments. When we closed out the month of February, we were nearly $20 million behind where we normally are at the end of February in collection. That was Rutherford County Trustee Ted Beatty Turns out, though, that shortfall was only temporary, as Beatty explains. The storm really impacted not only individuals, but really impacted the carriers. All that backlog of mail came in. By the fourth day of March, we had collected $31 million and were ahead. By the way, the last day to pay your taxes without penalty was February 28th. Tennessee teachers are hoping a proposed bill gains some traction. The bill under consideration would give teachers more control of their classroom by having the authority to have disruptive students removed. A student who repeatedly disrupts school could be subject to permanent removal, but there are several steps in that process. Removal is seen as a last resort, and before that, there would be meetings with parents and teachers, specialists to identify learning disabilities or behavioral issues, and other interventions. And officials are looking into how an empty casket ended up floating down the Cumberland River Monday in Wilson County. Reports say a passerby reported seeing the casket floating in the water at the Wilson-Trousdale County line. The Wilson County Sheriff's Boat Patrol recovered the casket and said it was empty and appeared to have never been used. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS, CBS Radio News. Sponsored by T-Mobile Business Advantage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The House will be in order. Debate has resumed in Congress on President Biden's COVID relief package, which would provide $1,400 stimulus checks to many Americans, as well as an extension of $300 jobless benefits and larger child tax credits. Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene says the price is too high. $1.9 trillion in spending is reckless, irresponsible, and the wrong thing to do. New York Democrat Brian Higgins. This plan is supported by 75% of the American people. We'll return the American economy to full employment and we'll grow that economy by 6%, a rate not seen in many, many decades. Democrats are expected to pass the legislation today and send it on to the president's desk. CBS News has learned the Biden administration will purchase 100 million additional vaccine doses from Johnson & Johnson. No details yet on when they'll be delivered. The president meets with CEOs of both J&J and Merck today. Some people are already cashing in with phony vaccine cards, proving you've gotten your shots. Correspondent Cammy McCormick has the story. The card is the key to the kingdom of returning to that land of normalcy. But a simple paper card is easy for some to fake. Used it to print up fake cards 
that they were then selling on eBay. And Professor Bill Cressy of Governor State University says there's another problem. As of right now, copying one of those cars does not appear to be illegal. So we do not even have a sanction if somebody were to do that. Some countries are already developing digital cards. Governor David Ige has declared a state of emergency in Hawaii. Crazy. Torrential rains have led to flooding, landslides, and fear of dam failures. Sean Alexander watched his truck and his pet go under in Maui. The dog actually survived. It got swept away, but it came up like 10 minutes later. 